From Silicon Valley, California, this is Fresh Dialogues. Today on Fresh Dialogues, I talked to San Jose's Mayor Chuck Reed, California's Green Mayor, about his take on Barack Obama's election victory and what that means for clean tech. We also discuss Chuck's own long journey from poverty in Garden City, Kansas, to top public servant in Silicon Valley, and how the Beach Boys played a part in that journey. Good morning, Mayor Chuck Reed. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you for having me here today. Now, I want to start by saying you're mayor of the 10th largest city in the United States, and you're widely known as the Green Mayor. How do you like that moniker? It's great. Uh, the Governor Schwarzenegger gave me that moniker, so I wear it uh, proudly and happily because uh, we're very much intent here in San Jose to be the world center of clean tech innovation, and we have uh, our green vision, very big, uh, bold uh, goals. And so I'm happy to be the green mayor. Great. And do you feel that you really are a green evangelist? I feel more like an R&D person because what we're doing here in San Jose is the research and development necessary for every city in the state, every city in the country, and every city in the world be able to go green. And so I'm more of a research and development type. I'm a little bit of an evangelist, I suppose, but we, uh, it's better to talk in R&D terms here in Silicon Valley. And we're talking just three days after Barack Obama was elected president. What does this historic event mean to you and for Silicon Valley? I think it's good news for Silicon Valley uh, if we can uh, ensure that the Obama administration delivers on some of the promises that it made. And we have to compete with lots of promises and lots of priorities. But the uh, clean tech agenda uh, that we have here in Silicon Valley is something that uh, Barack Obama has uh, promoted, endorsed, embraced. And we're hoping that we can uh, keep it moving in the administration with alternative energy being uh, very important, uh, solar wind power and energy efficiency being critical to Silicon Valley and uh, to the nation. So I'm, I'm thinking it's going to stay high on the Barack Obama to-do list. And a lot has been said about Obama's rise from modest beginnings, you know, his family on food stamps, etc. And I want to compare that to your long journey. You've come on a journey from Garden City, Kansas. Can you talk about how your childhood has influenced your positions and your priorities as mayor of San Jose? Well, I know what it's like to be poor. I lived in public housing. I started working at an early age because if I wanted something, I had to work for it. My parents didn't have a a lot of extra money. And so I started uh, working when I was in elementary school. I I worked in the fields uh, in Garden City. It was a farming community. I have a lot of experience with uh, heavy equipment, uh, driving trucks and bulldozers. And uh, that, of course, uh, did very much shape my my life, uh, first convincing me that I need to go to college, uh, get an education, because I didn't want to work in the fields or uh, work in the trenches, literally working in the trenches, uh, digging ditches. Uh, I didn't want to do that for a career. So that was really important, and it taught me the value of hard work, and it taught me to respect the people that uh, do hard work day in and day out, uh, the people who are in blue-collar jobs and the people who are going to be in our green-collar jobs. You know, I respect the value of their work. I understand how hard they work to take care of their families, and we need to try to do things to make it possible for them to get ahead. When you were digging these trenches back in Kansas, did you ever imagine for a second that you'd be sitting here on the 18th floor of City Hall as mayor of Silicon Valley? 
No, I didn't even imagine that. I didn't think about that. I didn't even know what Silicon Valley was. I had never been to California, although I aspired to go to California because of the Beach Boys. <laughs> That's great. So you're a Beach Boys fan? I was a Beach Boys fan when I was, uh, you know, in, in high school. One of my favorite groups, and uh, all that singing about California beaches and cars and girls and surfing and all sounded like uh, great fun. And guess what? It is. <laughs> <laughs> so do you surf? No, no, I, I, I'm way beyond surfing, uh, but uh, I don't surf anymore. You, you enjoy watching the girls surf? I, I still like watching people surf. I'm still fascinated by all the things that the, the younger generation does at the beach, uh, windsurfing and windboarding and uh, surfing and all those kinds of things. Uh, I just don't get out there myself and do it anymore. I'd like to hear about your motivations for going green. You previously described yourself as a skeptic, then a fiscal conservative before you became an environmentalist. When was the aha moment for you, Chuck? I think uh, I can look back to a conversation I had with a marine major over in our environmental business cluster, our incubator for uh, for environmental matters. He was working on a solar project. This was a, a couple of years ago, and uh, I, I talked to him. I'm a, Air Force uh, veteran myself, and both of my kids are in the military and have been deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan more than once, have a lot of combat missions. And this Marine major was working on a solar project, and he said he was tired of paying for both sides of the war, that our, our energy policy and our consumption of foreign oil was basically funding the Iranians, uh, the Saudis, the Venezuelans, uh, the Russians, and uh, we were essentially paying for both sides of the war on terror. And that got me to thinking about it. And, uh, and of course, then I began talking to Silicon Valley companies and saying that uh, what they were doing here in the Valley had the capacity to change the way we use energy in this country and the world. Uh, to actually give us an opportunity for energy independence and to give the world an opportunity for energy independence uh, from oil and fossil fuels. Uh, then there's also the fact that we're dealing with uh, climate change and have uh, you know, great challenges ahead of us, and these technologies also offer the opportunity uh, to try to uh, you know, change the direction that we're headed environmentally. And all these things sort of came together. Uh, here over the last uh, few years as we were thinking about what we needed to do as a city to move on environmental issues, to support Silicon Valley companies, and to remain the innovation center of the world. As the capital of Silicon Valley, it's very important to us that Silicon Valley remain strong and continue to innovate, and, and clean technology is an opportunity to do that. So all these factors came together and uh, just uh, it's a very exciting time in Silicon Valley to see the opportunities. Going back to that day when you had that aha moment, did you go home that night and discuss with your wife and get your people together the following day? Was it very much like, you know, I'm energized, this is what we need to do in Silicon Valley? How did that translate into the green vision? Was it fast? No, the green vision uh, actually was about a, almost a 10-month project. We started uh, thinking about it uh, early on in, after I became mayor, and it actually started in a conversation I had with uh, Representative Mike Honda sitting in, in Washington in the Capitol Hill dining room in the House of Representatives. And 
was talking to Mike about uh, my goals, and we, we got around to talking about environmental issues. And Mike said, you know, you need to do something bold, something big. You know, Congress is ready to help. The government is poised to do some things. And if you, uh, if you think big, there's a great opportunity for the city. And so we started thinking big. And we went through months and months and months of analysis and, and talking with people, uh, not just inside the city, but with the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection Agency, uh, trying to narrow down what we would do, how we would do it. And eventually, through a lot of work with my staff and the city manager's staff, and lots of people having an input, we came up with the green vision and the, and the 10 goals that uh, make a lot of sense for us that are difficult, they're bold, but they're not impossible. And beyond Mike Honda, who helped inspire you? Do you have a green hero or is there a green website that you check in on frequently? What, what keeps you going with your green vision? What keeps me going is talking to our Silicon Valley companies and seeing the, uh, the products and the innovations that they're working on and seeing the potential, the excitement that comes from uh, the opportunity to, to change the world again. Uh, Silicon Valley has done so many times. It's this wave of opportunity and innovation that's really exciting. And when I go out and talk to our Silicon Valley companies, which I do on a regular basis, I've met face-to-face with more than 100 uh, driving industry CEOs here in Silicon Valley. Because I want them to know that we appreciate their business and we want them to stay here and grow here. Uh, but when I go talk to them, they all are, have turned to this problem and are applying their creative talents to solving a problem. And that's not just the new companies, the clean tech new companies that no one's ever heard of that are doing exciting things, but our old companies in Silicon Valley, like Fairchild Semiconductor, one of the oldest, uh, most historic companies in the valley, has a controller that they're making out of silicon, the old-fashioned way, that will reduce energy consumption of an electric motor by 40%. So everybody is getting into clean tech, and there's so many opportunities on energy conservation and renewable energy, and the market is so huge on renewable energy that it's very inspiring to talk to these people to see the creativity and the talent that they put into it and and sometimes the very simple and elegant solutions that they come up with that are going to save us and the country a lot of money and a lot of energy. And I know you're a Prius driver. I am. Uh, can you take us into the Reed household? What else do you, as a consumer, do in your home to live more greenly? Well, our house is very well insulated, uh, double-pane windows, and uh, we put uh, additional uh, shading on the windows. The cheapest form of new energy is energy conservation. Uh, it's the easiest and the cheapest and the best way to go. So we're you know, working to conserve energy with the physical uh, way we've done our house. Of course, we're, we do recycling. Uh, that's the San Jose way. We have one of the highest recycling rates of any uh, city in the country, certainly any big city in the country. So we, we do our part on that, you know, to conserve our water. And uh, if you go look at my lawn this year, you're going to see brown spots because we're in a drought and we had to, our voluntary reduction in water consumption. What about solar panels? We don't have solar panels yet because our house is at, at an age where we may have to replace the roof before we do the solar panels. We haven't, haven't sorted that out yet. Right. But so you're waiting for a pay rise? Well, yeah. <laughs> waiting to figure out how we can finance it uh, and uh, those kinds of things. Uh, and we have a, a lot of opportunities in San Jose now with a lot of solar companies making it possible for people to do solar at really no money down. 
So I'm waiting to see which of those solar companies is actually the best product and the best deal. And I have some members of my staff that are uh, closer to uh, purchasing solar, so I'm going to let them do the research and development work for me to figure that out. Be the guinea pigs. Well, it's been great talking with you, Mayor Chuck Reed. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk for Fresh Dialogues. Oh, you're welcome. Come back anytime. Thank you for listening to Fresh Dialogues. This is Alison Van Diggelen, with special thanks to Tom Krimkowski and Carol Pecora for technical support, and Kevin McLeod, who wrote and produced our music. Music